Hey there. Thanks for listening to the Trophy Husbands podcast. Make sure you look us up on Instagram at Trophy Husbands Pod and be sure to send in your recommendations and your requests for our Trophyist Husband competition. Enjoy the episode. No, you don't think so. It, it genuinely is a historic event. Mm-hmm. When you're counting in your history moments, <clears throat> you can talk about this moment. Mm. Oh, the day my nephew got baptized. <laughs> True happy bappy. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you please come to my baby's baptism? <laughs> just to say that? Just to say that. Yes, <laughs> so, uh, this is a historic event because we... Because it's a nice sunny day outside and yeah, doesn't happen often in Ottawa. And we're enjoying it. And I'm in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's historic. We're all in person. In my parents' basement. Recording on a ping pong table. <laughs> yeah. After one hour of technical difficulties and three Starbucks coffees later. Yeah. Here we are. <laughs> here we are. And here we are. And I have a question on my mind for you guys. Oh, no. They say... Right? Uh gonna make some generalizations here they say men are visual people mm. right <clears throat> say men are visual women are less so okay. i hear they're aud- auditory audible they're audible 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 they're like, the book. They're like yeah. e-books okay. yeah they're ebooks men are visual women are ebooks <laughs> um, now why if men are visual why do men never notice when you get a haircut audiobooks if wow. we've been staring at women all the time because we're visual why don't we ever notice when they get haircuts? You... I mean, I notice. I, I well, no, never mind. Thank the only reason. Thank I, you for taking that back. The <laughs> only reason I notice is because Kate tells me she's getting a haircut, so I I know it. So you don't notice a haircut; you just know in advance that a haircut will take place. Exactly. I don't think that Maria has gotten a haircut in a good while. But the women around you surely are getting haircuts. Not that I know. That's true. I will exactly. say. <laughs> I will have noticed. It's been happening. But my mom, my mom got a haircut today. <laughs> I noticed. Did you notice or did you notice she left the house and told you she was getting a haircut? <laughs> or did you notice that other people were complimenting your mom? There was, there was one time. There was, yes, a, there was one distinctive time that I noticed when my coworker uh, radically changed her mm. hairstyle mm. one night. Overnight, right. and one I, time. I thought she was having a cordyllic crisis because it was a rough time. Mm. So I remembered that, but that was it. I'm just saying, <laughs> that was one time. Yeah, that is I true. just don't think the theory holds up. I think we're yeah. I think that you're right. Um, I think a lot of I'm trying. How do I segue into this topic without it feeling like a segue? Okay, can I show you how to do that right, really quickly? <laughs> segue. <laughs> Go in front of it. Go. Uh, it's like the little thing no, that faster. people in the mall Oh dear on. god, James. <laughs> Bring up the topic already. So, there's been a lot of talk on the Catholic meme accounts. Has it been on the Catholic meme I accounts? Think, I think you just made that up. Good. I think you made that up as the way like a deacon will make up an obviously fake story in his homily to justify whatever he's about to say. You just did that. <laughs> So, 
biblical submission of women. <laughs> We're jumping right into it. Okay, that's it. That's the topic for this week. <laughs> biblical submission of women. Is it, be... is it exclusively that, or is it a little... Is there any more... It's broader parts? than that. It's I think it's definitely that. broader than that. What? Okay, what is the role of women... Both in the church, but in a in a married relationship. So, like, mm. I have heard many schools of thought around this. Mm. One that I see becoming more popular is this, uh, you know, wives submit to your husbands, full stop. And I, if I'm being honest, that's concerning to me. Yeah. But I want to I want to talk about it and just like what what. Yeah, what, are, what is the role of women in marriage and in the church? What is a healthy, biblical mm-hmm. way to approach all of that? I'm glad you said that because I think we were getting a lot of skeptical looks um, when you came out with <laughs> biblical submission of women. I think many people were they were trying to like give us the side eye, but we aren't around to be given the side eye. So they're just like sketchily looking out the corner of their eye at no one in particular yeah like yeah i think i think maybe a a good point a good starting point would be all right looking at this this bible passage that says wives submit to your husbands and like i feel like people take that one sentence out of it and don't consider anything that comes before or after. But historical true. context. Or, or, or yeah. historical Wives, context. submit to your husbands. What are we asking them to submit to the husbands? Ooh, is it homework? That's true. Is it a tax return? <laughs> mm. <laughs> submit your receipts. Yes. yes. <clears throat> the husband's is it's trying to... A full itemization of your purchases. Yes. <laughs> Expense reimbursement. <laughs> <laughs> what do they have to be submitted? <laughs> <laughs> no one's talking about this. But I, but I think that's, that's... That's exactly it, though. Is that, like, the verse... I forget if it's right before or right after. Where, like... We're talking about Ephesians 5.25. Yes. Okay. Yes. Ephesians mm-hmm. 5.25. you nerd (laughs) Um, but yeah that bible verse tells like husbands to love your wives as christ loves the church and so what that bible passage is saying is wives submit yourself to that love right because you've if i'm sure that if you're a if you've been around the youth group scene for a while, you've heard the, like, what does submission mean? Like, submission under the mission. Right. <clears throat> What's the mission of the husband? Love your wives as Christ loved the church, so wives allow yourselves to be loved by your husband. But, like, <clears throat> the way that Christ loved the church is through self-sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And so when you take it for, like, take it fully, it's... Wives kill your husband. <laughs> and then write a country song about it. <laughs> Ephesians five twenty five. It's it's literally telling you to submit yourself to the self sacrificial love of your husband. So I guess if this isn't already clear, we have maybe to some a more liberal perspective on this verse and this approach than 
other people do. You're right, yeah. Yeah, some people just like... Should I go hardline conservative to make this conversation more interesting? <laughs> I really want you to do that. I think it would be really funny I'm... to hear you argue a hardline conservative argument. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if I could if I wanted to. <laughs> but if, if I see the opportunity, I will strike. <laughs> okay, but histor- you were, you were going to talk about historically. What does that well, mean? Well, I, I don't know. Oh, you don't know. <laughs> I don't know historical context. Um, okay, actually, one thing that I did read, I read this, I started reading this book. I didn't finish it because it's like 3,000 pages. Yeah. Um, it's called The Bible. No, I did, I did read that one. Mm, that's a little there. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> just be aware of my biblical knowledge. Just called out Ephesians 5.25 at the drop of a hat. Everybody knows it's Ephesians 5.25. Did you know that, Sam? No, I didn't, I didn't know that. <laughs> did you know. know that, listener? I bet you didn't. <laughs> now you know it's Ephesians 5.25. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's this book called Man and Woman in Christ by a guy named Stephen B. Clark who's kind of like the architect of covenant communities which is where like NET SPO um, Renewal Ministries they all kind of came out of this like covenant community movement I think there's a lot of issues with the covenant community model um, that's another that's a whole other thing um, but he wrote this book on men and women called Men and Women in Christ and I, I was very skeptical <clears throat> I was very skeptical as I speak towards the microphone instead of towards the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I was very skeptical. <laughs> um, I was very skeptical because I think that there are some issues in the covenant community model, particularly around how men and women relate to each other. But something that he said was really interesting was you've heard me go on about like the nuclear family and how it was a mistake, how like the family prior to the 1920s was like a extended economic unit of 50 to 100 people around one industry whatever he was going on <clears throat> about that at a party last night it was really funny <laughs> i was going <laughs> <That's true. laughs> i i instigated the conversation he did he did but yeah it's a great article everyone should read it moving on um and where was he going with this oh yeah so what he says in this book <laughs> was that the way that it was set up was the role of the man as the head of this family was to actually go out into the public square and advocate for like the family and the family business in public but the wife really was the head of it like she like ran the whole show this is like 2000 years ago so like she was in charge of everybody in that household and the role of the man was to like go out anyway all I have to say I just thought that that was interesting that it was like meant to be seen as a shared responsibility as opposed to I am in charge you should submit to me mm. it's <clears throat> almost like we're equals how dare you <laughs> makes sense sorry makes forgot sense. I was supposed to be taking the hard line <laughs> standpoint here <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna say somebody something Oh, something terrible and then somebody's gonna sound bite it out and it's gonna be it's gonna be famous like You're gonna be on the daily wire or whatever <laughs> the hell that show is called <laughs> um <laughs> trophy husband's podcast asserts that men are better than women <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, but okay so we were talking about just like how do you uh that shared role and i think that's something that just like gets missed like i i do i don't like how much like in the church we talk about like man men is the leader of the household yeah like all that stuff and i think that gets like misunderstood a lot Mm. and like maybe there's a lot of guys who are on their 
just like sitting on their ass not doing anything but I don't find that's the case I feel like more often we are trying to assert ourselves way more than we're supposed to be right mm. it's like John Eldridge talks about like uh, in every man there's kind of like a, a poser like yeah. I'm not I like this imposter syndrome like I don't mm. I internally don't feel like I am acting the way that I'm supposed to be externally mm. and so these guys like overcompensate and act yeah. with this like swagger and overconfidence mm. <clears throat> And, yeah, and I wonder if some guys treat their wives as like a submissive, and I'm not I'm not like speaking about anybody in my life that I know. <laughs> so if you're listening to this and you're married, don't worry, I'm not talking about you. <laughs> um, like, I almost wonder if it's easy for guys to relate to women out of a place of that like swagger, bravado, overconfidence, mm. as opposed to from a place of internal confidence in your masculinity. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> like just chill out, dude. <laughs> you don't have yeah. you don't have anything to prove. For real. Like, <laughs> I mean honestly if you're if, if you're also married, you you like <laughs> I mean, not that you shouldn't pers- continue to pursue each other, but you don't have to prove anything to your <laughs> wife. Like, your wife knows you, chose to marry you yeah. for who you are. You don't have to prove anything else. Yeah. You gotta keep it going, though. And that was the thing I was thinking about recently, about, like, mm. it's yes. so easy to, for, I think for guys, to be like, I got her, I right. did it, and, like, really drop the ball there. Mm. But... Anyways, yeah, that was just, I was thinking about that. I had, a, I had another thought, though, the other day, which was, like, guys, and we were talking about, like, the roles of men and women in the church. Obviously, the church has so many male leaders, like, all the time. Mm, yeah, right. And, and like, there's so many, like, men's gurus out there right now who are, like, <laughs> telling guys to get up and take responsibility and take charge of their lives. Like, I'm actually a, a pretty big Jordan Peterson fan. And there's and there's a degree of that which I, which I appreciate, but also I'm like I was just thinking like leadership of the church is meant to be like servant based, right? Mm-hmm. Why are all the positions of leadership, like, dominated by men, and why are we always like pushing guys to take that when like that wasn't what Jesus like advocated for most of the time? Mm-hmm. Like I feel like there's much more of a push to be a leader than to be a servant. Is yeah. what I'm getting. At. I feel like that we need to like have that discussion for a whole other episode because i feel like there's so much in in that and i have a i have a lot of discontent with the culture of leadership in the church and the way that it's presented Mm -hmm. not necessarily on an ecclesiastical level although i think that there is some i I think there is some of that i think the ecclesial side of things really is like more theological than than like what actually happens but i I just mean like ministry Mm -hmm. leadership and like leadership coaches and Mm -hmm. i feel like like on this topic about kind of the misconception of the this idea of submission of women i feel i've heard just like brief kind of thoughts have bubbled up in different like different conversations with women of like a kind of confusion about the ecclesiastical role of men and why that only belongs to men right and maybe that's something that's worth just kind of like plugging a bit hmm just because like if we feel like that's so above my well, I, yeah like, <laughs> yeah okay maybe 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 it is out of our 
It's below mine, so I'm not. Gonna, <laughs> I'm not, not going to touch that. <laughs> not worth it. Right, because I feel like I feel like the now I can't speak to this because like obviously like I'm not a woman and so I don't know this experience, but I feel like it is felt as like a submission. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, like they are being submitted. For like because they can't be ordained right there's a sense that we have to submit to the men who are in charge so like submission is being forced <clears throat> upon them oh almost yeah it, not it's yeah. submission more in the wrestling sense that's that's the that's the implication that i picked up through those mm. conversations and it's like it's not necessarily like these women didn't have anger towards the church it was more just like confusion right and just like a, a general like maybe lack of knowledge as to like not lack of knowledge that sounds a bit harsh but just like i feel like i have a lack of knowledge well uh, me too me too yeah like i i wouldn't be able to explain mm. why why it is that way i'm sure there's an explanation yeah but there i mean there is there is an explanation <laughs> there, there is <laughs> um but yeah like it's a bit above my education since we've all agreed that you two aren't qualified to speak on this, and I'm overqualified. <laughs> um, may I steer us in a new direction? Oh, of course. Welcome not. to Trophy Husbands, where we <laughs> ask questions and don't answer them. <laughs> Do you think that the church's culture of constantly pushing men to action <clears throat> could contribute to burnout among Catholic and Christian men? Yes. Wow. Yes. Yes. And have you experienced that? And any yes. other thoughts you yes. feel? Yes. Nice. <laughs> yeah. nice. Let's tear down all the men's authors of all time in Christianity. Let's. <laughs> let's, no, let's not. But, uh, let's. I, I want to hear. Oh mm. uh, yeah! Wow, that's a big. I mean, I I um, I wonder if my own burnout comes more out of the fact that like I I definitely have workaholic tendencies. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder if my burnout comes more from that than it does from, like, a narrative that men are meant to, like, stand up and take charge. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, sp- I'm gonna, like, jump in and say, like, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily your work tendency. Like, I think that might be a contributing factor. But, like, I think there's an overgeneralization of, of, uh, the responsibility of men and, uh, when when certain things should take place like there is a there's there's different seasons in 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 a spiritual life and like there's time for action but there's also time to rest yeah there's time to just sit and and learn about god get to know him deeper and if you're constantly hearing these these like gurus of the faith kind of like telling you like oh you you gotta act you gotta lead a group you gotta do this that like, I think this speaks into like a little bit of just the Catholic culture, uh, like the, the Catholic culture around manhood, which I think actually like complements this discussion really well. Mm. It's, I think that like, and I've, I've often had theories about, about this, even around like rad- radical traditionalism. Like I, I have no, like I have a personal draw towards a more like traditional mm. liturgy, like 
the Ukrainian liturgy. Mm. So I have a personal I have a personal pull to that towards that. But there's this kind of like radical right wing like extremist My version people. of that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I, I think that um, I almost feel like part of the draw towards that is that in the church culture for so long, not much was expected of men. And so guys grow up expect like wanting wanting to be expected of, you know, like wanting to mm. step up and take some kind of responsibility. And so what they do is they seek out um, more extreme options because like I'm being asked of something like there's I'm able to be fully engaged in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and what were you what were you just talking about before we got into this? Uh, just like the the different seasons of the spiritual life, right? And I, I think that one of the issues is that like if all we preach to men now as as a, almost like an overcorrection to the like maybe more apathetic way that we preached before. Mm. Um, if all we do is talk about like, get up, be radical, be a, be like a super strong man. What we do is we lose out on like a very Christian virtue of like balance and moderation. Mm. Yes. And we don't yeah. teach men how to be balanced in their life. Like stand up, be a man, do your work and take your Sabbath. <laughs> you know I mean? like, yes. <laughs> yeah. The Sabbath has been like just lost. Yeah. I think. And, oh, keep no, no, no. And like, and part of that has, has to do with corporations who want to make money, and so they remain open on, on on Sundays, and then people are like, oh well, if the stores are open on Sundays, I'm going to go shopping, right. and oh, like if I'm going shopping on on Sunday, then okay, I can meal prep for the week, mm. and then the Sabbath in easy ways is just lost. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's like we just like we teach men all of these extreme things. It's like, whether it is Sabbath or whether, whether it's also like the servant heart to leadership. Mm-hmm. Like leadership does, servant leadership does require a boldness, mm-hmm. but not a recklessness. You know, like there's, mm-hmm. there's a piece to it that's meant to be balanced out. That's why we say it's servant leadership, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like we are really good at, at preaching one extreme or the other, but not yeah. the balance. And I want to say that this, and maybe this is a pivot point to that article you're talking about if you want to bring it up yeah. um, at some point, but pushing men into this zone I think is like you lose and coming back to like our kind of topic like uh, engaging with women especially is that like you you give the man you're telling him like this is all on you right yeah and especially like especially like Catholic fathers like the majority of Catholic men are not priests they're fathers right Right. that's a confusing statement but like you know what I mean (laughs) and and like it is a partnership it is Mm. a team effort and I think this is maybe where we get into the these places of like almost forcing like this submissive role onto women especially like right now if this is what we're telling guys is like be the action taker be the decision maker get in there take the reins do the stuff it's like I, I don't see a lot of guys actively oppressing their wives no no. but what I do see is maybe almost a like oh that's my responsibility yeah. don't do that I'm gonna do that because it's like at the end of the day I think we tend to look at it like a men and women thing which is like it, but they're also just like humans yeah and treat them as such first yeah. And then treat them as a daughter of God or a sister yeah. in Christ or whatever you want to say. Because I think we, if we're like, I am a man, she is a woman, I am a leader and protector, she is a Character. great homemaker, like, or like whatever <laughs> you want to, like whatever the, the weird thought process of there where you go, yeah. we fit them into this role before being like, this is a person. And like, again, it's like, sure, maybe they're humans, they're also individuals. And there's so much to... Yeah, just like these different boxes we put them in. 
which I do, I would like to hear what you think about um, yeah. the thing. But. Well, and even like St. Paul says, like, <laughs> in Christ, there are neither like man nor woman, Jew nor Greek, slave mm. nor free. Yeah. You know, like it's like <clears throat> your identity as a mm. child of God yeah. adopted into his family yeah. comes before your sexual identity, which yeah. is still really important. But anyway, that's another thing. All your identities, really. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it is the first thing. Yeah. Um, so I read an article and you guys have both read it, yes. um, called Three Female Ghosts That Haunt the Church from the Gospel Coalition, which is a, it's a fantastic read. Um, sure, too. We should, we should link to it. Yeah, it, it is really, it's not like the nuclear family one that will take you <laughs> two hours to get through. <laughs> it's a short read. And um, what I really liked about it is it basically, it talks about how there's a tendency in some church cultures for women to be treated um, like ghosts um and what what she kind of means by that is men interacting with women out of a place of fear um and that's actually what i see happen mm. more frequently than anything else i really think that is actually where this is all coming from mm. um because either like you're single and if you're in if you're interacting with women out of fear while you're single i think what that ends up turning into is like i can only spend time with guys i can't spend time with girls because it's going to like I'm going to be led astray and cooties. Be... <laughs> yeah, cooties. <laughs> yeah. Um, or they're real. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're like if you're married to a strong woman, or you're just generally insecure, like in your marriage, it can turn into this like my I don't want my wife to usurp my authority as a man. Mm -hmm. So if I let her do too many things, then she will take over my role and I will become effeminate. Um, and we don't want to become effeminate. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, like, there's... I mean, sorry, I'm cutting you off. There's the third, there's the third one yes, as well. Yes, yeah. I, I feel like that one I don't get... I don't see that one playing out in relationship dynamics as much as, as it is more like a societal structural one, although I think it is good to maybe give a passing mention to. The third one is the child. Hmm. Um, so so there's, there's three ghosts that she talks about. There's the, the usurper... The temptress and then the child and the child is like um you know women like this having an assumption that women aren't smart enough or don't know enough and so we need to like be really condescending because they're naive and we just need to yeah Th that one I, I feel like i could be like feel free to disagree with me i don't feel like i see that one as much as i see the first two i i don't see this maybe as like condescending but like needing to be led Yes. Yeah, right, right. Yes. I see that in our culture. Um, yeah, I th like, yeah, like the the second one that you were talking about, like, I think that, that resonated with me, not because, like, not because, like, women, women shouldn't be strong and, and shouldn't be driven, but, like, in, in, in the sense that, like, when some like whether when whether you're a man or woman if you're um if your authority or if you're yeah yeah if your authority is questioned that like that hits deep hmm. and i think because of like well, all, everything that we were talking about christian men and catholic men are told that you need to take action you need to be the leader and if they're hearing mm -hmm. this, and then their authority is questioned. Mm -hmm. Like right. that hits even they, deeper. They feel like a you, failure. Yeah, you feel like you need to earn your authority, right? By, by gaining the respect of everybody around you. Yeah. Instead of instead of just being confident in like I am a child of God and I am a man after God's yeah. will, and I own that. 
Yeah. So what I'm saying with this is that like it's not the fact that like authority is being questioned. It's it's that's that's wrong. It's the fact that it's being the fact that men need to be authoritative or are told they have to be. Yes, are are told to be. um, That that's that's what the issue is. Have you ever heard like in a church? Have you ever heard anyone like telling a wife to lead their family? Have you ever heard that? No. <laughs> Isn't that bananas? Yeah. I mean, I, I really think it's, it should just be like parents lead yes. their family, right? Like, like, it, like, it should be a call to both parents There's together. two of you <laughs> yes. for a reason. <laughs> which, which, like, we... We refer to God in the masculine, and I think that there's a good, rich mm-hmm. theological reasoning behind that. But like everything good, true, and beautiful about the masculine heart is from God's nature. Nature, but also everything good, true, and beautiful yeah. about the feminine heart is drawn from God's nature, and both of those are within God. So that that like it's like Genesis going right back to Genesis, right? Like it is not good for man to be alone. Yeah, I will make a helper. For him, mm-hmm. not a puppet, not a you know servant. servant. Yeah. yeah, not yeah. not a yeah. A not a it's, like, it's, it's mutual, right? You're like you're working together yeah. towards something. It's not a servant where it's you are working for. Yeah, yeah. I saw a movie once. It's called The Shack, and it's like one of those. It's one of those like cringy Christian movies, and like I, think of this, I saw this meme, and it was like. The shack, but spelled like S H A Q, and then there was a picture. <laughs> of the yeah, 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 yeah. That's funny. That's actually nice. <laughs> in, in it, this man loses his daughter, and it's like a yeah, it's a very gruesome story. But it, it follows him in his like healing process, and in it, he comes across this shack, and uh, he meets like he meets like God and the three persons of the Trinity here and what was a very like it was very weird for me to see this and again this was a, like this was like one of the typical cringy christian movies but like it was very strange to see this where god the father was played by a woman yeah and it showed the kind of feminine side of god and the, like the care that god the father has and in a new way that i was like i like I only like because I hear God the Father. I only associate it with like my experiences of a father caring for a right. child, not my experience of like a mother or caring for a child. Right. But like God is called God the Father through through what we heard through Jesus. But like <clears throat> that was a very mm-hmm. weird experience watching that movie. And not and not wrong. Either. Not not wrong. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's key is it's like man and women, woman in unity is an image of God in a more like holistic view, right? <clears throat> um, Honestly, when you're like, I watched this movie called The Shack. And in this, there's a shack. I thought you'd be like, and he's putting up Hall of Fame numbers. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay, so I feel like we can we can start to land this one, but mm-hmm. um, I kind of want to close with uh, a thought. Um, I asked my dad today because I, I knew that this topic was coming up, and I think mm-hmm. that my, my mom and my dad have a really beautiful relationship um, mm-hmm. where this gets played out. So I asked him, I was like, what do you think about you know this topic? And um, he started talking about something that a spiritual director said to him. Um, and he was basically saying, like, there was kind of this, like, 
idea floating around that like sure maybe when there's a decision to be made the man and the, the man and the woman have to like come to a consensus unless there's a stressful situation or they really can't just disagree and then the wife should defer to the husband um and so he brought this up to his spiritual director and he's like what, what do you what do you think about this and the spiritual director said um he said uh, married couples have the gift of perfect discernment so in any situation like when a man and a woman pray together and both come to the same conclusion and they experience that it's, it's a Russian word, um, sobrenost, um, which Catherine Doherty talks about, like it's, I think rough to translate to English, but the way that I've heard it put is like the divine unity of the Trinity, you know, like mm. um, they, when they achieve this place of sobrenost, then you know, like you're operating out of God's will. Um, and so any, any of this, any idea that like, the wife just needs to defer the, to the husband in a stressful situation, I think is buying into hurry culture, which is another thing that we don't have time to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's really important that... <laughs> we don't have time to talk about hurry culture. <laughs> 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 um, so yeah, anyway, I think, I think that that's really true and beautiful. Like a husband and a wife are meant to act not in a like wife defer to the husband, but in a, in a mutual submission, which is also biblical and St. Paul talks mm-hmm. about elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, for this like divine unity of the Trinity um, in everything that they do, all the decisions that they make. Mm, nice. I, yeah, this, this conversation's interesting and obviously it's, it's hard to fit in everything that we want to talk about in 35 minutes or we should have a, like a woman's perspective. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good point. We that's haven't started, in our defense, we haven't started taking guests yet. That's like, Ooh, that's yeah. the next step. That's so, any, I think we should have a sequel to this one. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Yeah. So that's a, bring on women. Yeah, that's a theory. free, that's a free subject someone can claim if a woman wants to come on and share their side. Of yeah. Class. All right. That's interesting. Okay. Anyways, Segment we'll, time. yeah, we'll move on to our segments. I guess I can go first. All right. I'm timing you. Okay. Well, it's going to be really short. Uh, so, everyone knows the Leaning Tower of Pisa. 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 <laughs> I don't actually know how to pronounce it. But anyways, it was never built to be straight. I wanted to end there. It was never built. <laughs> it was never built. <laughs> it, was like, it, it, was ne- it was never straight to begin with. Well, I think they meant, they meant for it to be straight. But it was never straight to begin with. The foundation was just off. It wasn't on proper soil. And so, one, it, it, as soon as they were on the second floor, it was already tilted. And so they just kept building it and building it and building it. And then it was just leaning. And that's, yeah. It's that's a, beautiful. <laughs> it's just, part of me wonders why. <laughs> like, if you see a building that's leaning that much, <laughs> like, any modern architect or engineer would just say that's not safe. <laughs> Anyways, that's my time. I think it's your turn. It's my turn? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll time you. Sure. Uh, so, my album recommendation for this week is Come On Over by Shania Twain. <laughs> and yes, that's the one that opens with Man, I Feel yeah. Like a Woman. Yes. <laughs> yes! I was just thinking about that. I was just thinking about that. Okay, so I listened to that again somewhat recently because that's like one of my earliest musical memories. I think my dad had like the cassette of it in his car. And it's a fun time. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like country, but if you can just let it happen and enjoy it, 
It was a good time, and wow. uh, it felt appropriate for today. So beautiful, Shania oh, Twain. Great. All right. Um, so my article of the week is from the Toronto Star, and it's called "Now that people are cooking chicken in Nyquil, is it time for Canada to ban TikTok?" <laughs> <laughs> you haven't heard of Sleepy Chicken? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sleepy chicken. If you didn't know this, people are cooking their chicken in Nyquil. It looks disgusting. It's blue. It's blue liquid that they're dumping over their chicken. It's very dangerous. Don't ever do it. And I I hate TikTok. I really do. And I'm sorry, maybe that makes me sound like a terrible old cranky man. But I really don't like it, and we should get rid of it, and it's stupid, and that's that's the end. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sleepy chicken. I didn't even know what I was trying to say with that. I think I just wanted to point out that people were cooking chicken. Yeah, and what I think we found that article five seconds ago, and that's why you said <laughs> no. that. <laughs> okay, um, Trophy's husband. Oh no. <laughs> oh, we definitely. <laughs> we definitely didn't plan this one, but uh, we forget what we planned. We did, we did do one. <laughs> Was it? Um, um, gosh. Last guy to make ramen for their partner. <laughs> oh, I've never. I did it like two weeks ago. Okay, I did it two hours ago, so. Oh, I'm you yes. best. <laughs> we agreed to it, but you best. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Congrats, you fraud. <laughs> <laughs> this one means nothing. <laughs> all right, that's all for that's all from us this week. We're uh, you're gonna try and say it again. We're hopping back on the trophy case. <laughs> that's that's the catchphrase for this season. It's we can't stop now. We're right? hopping back we're on three, the trophy. We're three episodes <laughs> deep on this. That's the thing. All right, I'm in. I'm in. All right. All right. <laughs>